Hey y'all, you're listening to the Calvary Youth Culture Podcast. We meet on Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. at Calvary Church. For more information, check out our Instagram and Facebook at CYC Students. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. All right, so I have been going on like a journey recently, guys. Um, I just recently got engaged. And um, so, I mean, I've been going on quite a journey, and, and, and one journey that um, specifically I want to talk to you guys about, at least at the beginning of this sermon, is um, on the, in the uh, school year of 2018-2019, I got to uh, go on an, an internship with an incredible minister. His name is Dr. Phil Brassfield. Um, he's the, uh, the founder of DLI, and one of the things that he taught me while I was with him, while I was traveling with him, traveled with him for nine months, one of the things he taught me that always kind of confused me was that none of us in here are ever called to lead. No one's ever called to lead. And that always kind of confused me. But it, if, you, if, you take, if you take a look into the word and if you take a look into the, into the history, especially during the time of Jesus, it kind of makes sense. If you go back and you see that, you know, the, 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 rule, uh, the leaders of the time were known as, you know, rulers or they were emperors, they were kings, they were battle tacticians, they were generals. And this is what was counted as a leader back then. This is what people saw as a leader. And this narrative has continued into today. Um, if you look at things like social media, it's all about being over something. Oh, I have more followers than you. Oh, my light got more pictures than yours did. Oh, it's, it's in ministry too. Oh, my, my youth group has more, has more kids than yours does. You see what I'm saying? It's about being over something. That's what the world sees as leadership. And, and we, we really have to see that this world has a false sense of what true leadership is. And I want to explain to you guys what it is truly. So if you look at the time of Jesus and, 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 and what was their belief back then, it was, they talk about, how, um, talk about how leaders were like battle tacticians and whatnot. They were very confused, I guess you could say, about what the Messiah truly was. You talk about the Messiah, and you see that, uh, see, Jesus, he was, he was an influencer like the world hadn't seen before. You see what I'm saying? That's why they were very confused about him, because, you know, they, to them, like I said, rulers, kings, emperors, you know what I'm saying? That's what a leader was to them. And so, you look at the life of Jesus, you know, he... To, to them, the Messiah was going to come as this, you know, strong man in armor on a white horse, and he was going to run the Romans out of town. That's what the Messiah was to the Jewish nation at the time. And you look at, and you look at what actually happened. He, he came as a baby. You see what I'm saying? He came as a baby. He didn't lead armies of, of thousands of men and, and win great battles. No, he, all he had was like 12 followers. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference here. So what is it? about Jesus that changed the world? What is it about him that is now influencing people still 2,000 years later? What is it about him? So we know that Jesus died on the cross. We know that he saved the world uh, and saved us from our sins, but this is the only thing that Jesus did. See, Jesus gave us an example of how exactly we were supposed to lead, and many people don't know this. Many people don't know what true leadership is because they don't look at what the true example of it is. If you look, I want to talk to you guys about 
four Gospels real quick. In the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you would see that there are 37 accounts, 37 written accounts of when Jesus was doing miracles in people's lives. And these miracles included everything from turning water into wine, feeding the 5,000, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead. And Jesus wasn't just, a, he, he wasn't just um, a miracle worker. He was a teacher as well. He taught people how to, how to be saved, how to get into heaven, how to be free from sin, how to be free from bondage of sin. And you look at all of these things and you see that Jesus wasn't a leader at all. From the world's standpoint, he was a servant. And that's where we get this term, servant leadership. That's where we get it from. Jesus isn't remembered for the battles that he won. He's remembered for the, the lives that he saved. Jesus isn't remembered for the, 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 the kingdoms that he ruled over. He's remembered for the people that he loved. So I want to I wanna go over three points with you guys. Talk about... Um, There's a lot more to to being a servant leader than this right here, but these were just the three points that I felt like were most imperative, most important. And number one, we as the church, we as not just we as the church, not just we as Christians, but just us as people in general, we've got to learn how to lead with love and not judgment. I was working with, uh, any of y'all know Mike Davis in here? Mike Davis? I was working with Mike recently on some construction and. Uh, one of the coworkers that was working with me on his crew, um, he grew up in this youth group with me and uh, a couple guys in here. And um, he, he was telling me this story. It, it really broke my heart. He was telling me how as, as, as a Christian, he felt like he couldn't talk to people in the church. He couldn't talk to people about his life. He couldn't talk to people about things that were going on in his family because he felt like he would be judged. And it broke my heart because if, if we can't be the person he goes to, then he can, who, who can he go to at all? He has nobody. If he can't go to God and he can't go to us, who can he go to? It reminds me of this story, this woman who was caught in adultery. And let me show you what the world does. If you think about the woman who was caught in adultery, they took the woman out and they drug her out in the street and they were ready to kill her. Where was the man? Where was the man? The world will judge one side of the story. The, judge will, the world will be completely unfair about it. And then they'll tell you that it's fair. So as we, as we go into this story, this woman, she was caught in adultery. She was dragged out in the street. And the people that dragged her out, they, they told Jesus, look, this is what the law says. The law says that we're supposed to kill her for this. We're supposed to end her life. And, and in the chaos... And in the anger and in the hate of the world, Jesus knelt down and he began to write something into the, into the dirt. So as, as the world was in chaos around him, Jesus was at peace. Jesus was calm. He was collected. And then he stood up and he said, whoever is without sin, throw the first stone. And that's how we should be. That's how we should act as, as examples of Christ. As, 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 as examples of, of Jesus, we have to live our lives with love and not judgment. So number two, so first we have, first we have lead with love, not judgment. And number two, we have to 
this is a big one. This is a, something I feel like is very imperative in, in, in our culture today. We've got to let go of comparison. We've got to let go of it. I'm going to uh, talk to you. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10 out of the NIV says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? What we have to understand is that we can't serve two masters. We can't. And it's, it's, reminded, it's reminded of this, reminds me of this, this uh, point, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Y'all, anybody ever heard of him, Bishop T.D. Jakes? No, y'all, y'all don't know him, y'all too young? All right. So Bishop T.D. Jakes, he makes this point um, where he sits down, he looks at everything that God's given him in his life. He looks at it and he says, okay, I look, at, I look at my family. I look at where I'm at. I look at my, if you're in school, you say, you, I, I look at my school. I look at my friends. I look at my significant other if you're in a relationship. And you say, you know, how can, how can I influence this for Christ? How, how, can I, how can I do something for Christ with what I have? You know, with everything that God's given me, with the calling on my life, how can I use that calling to, to influence the kingdom and grow the kingdom? But if you're looking at somebody else and, and, and what they have, looking at, oh, 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 they're, they're doing something over there. Oh, look, oh, look at that. Look at what they're doing on Instagram. Oh, look at what their school is. Look at what their youth group is doing. Look at, and you're missing out on everything that God's given you. You're missing out on the opportunities that have been placed right in front of you. We have got to stop comparing ourselves to the people around us. Even in ministry, we've got to stop comparing ourselves to what other people are doing because we're missing out on opportunities to affect the kingdom and to become true leaders, true servant leaders for the kingdom. So number one, we got to live with love. we got to lead with love and not judgment. Number two, we got to stop comparing ourselves to the people around us. Number three, this is the most important one because without this, it, the other two won't work. You won't be able to do them. Number three, you must have humility. You have to. I want to talk to you about the word, where the word humble comes from. It says our English word came from the word, the Latin word humilis, means low or lowly. And we just talked about how Jesus, you know, put put himself in in, in servants' clothing and, and and served his 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 disciples by washing their feet. And it's a posture thing. It really is. It's a posture thing. He got down. He got down low before his disciples, before the ones that were supposed to be learning from him. They were, they were supposed to be listening to him and taking his, his word, and, and, and they were supposed to be serving him, but he did it for them. He got down on his knees. He made himself low before his disciples. He washed their feet. He served them. And I want to ask you, what, what, would this, what would CYC look like if we would just make ourselves low before some things? What if we made ourselves low before authority? What if we made ourselves low before our parents? What if we made ourselves low before the people in our schools? What if we made ourselves low before Turner? What, what could we do in this community? What could we do in this church? What could we do in our schools and in our families if we could just make ourselves low before some things? So number one, we have to lead 
with love, not judgment. We have to let go of comparison. And you have to let go, or you have to have humility. 